Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, educational manga subjects, talented angels charged with designing animals, award-winning announcements, sad manga news, and lots of edutainment. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 418, Heaven's Design Team. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spyrokin Manga Reviews, some podcasts and bang reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Hope all of you are doing well out there and hope you're excited for another fun-filled episode. And if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Spyrokin, or some podcasts and bang reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. Every episode we talk about one or two geeky topics and I tell you the pros and cons about it. Since this is the manga review, obviously we're talking about manga. I tell you how the art style is, the overarching plot, the characters, the actual design, and more importantly, if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to agree with anything that I or my co-hosts say, but we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly entertaining you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spyrokin.com we're also on facebook twitter instagram spotify youtube stitcher and various other social media sites and remember to support our patreon which helps us continue bringing you awesome podcasts videos and let's plays also while helping us to craft new content such as exclusive live streams exclusive podcasts and even more exclusive content that is for the patrons. You can find that out at patreon.podbean.com forward slash Spyrokin or patreon.com forward slash Spyrokin. If you have any questions or comments, you can email me personally at zanspyrokin.com, tweet me at Spyrokin, and remember to like and subscribe. And now that all that chilling is done, let's actually get to it because we've got a lot to talk about. And first off, hope all of you are doing well. Hope you've been finding some really cool manga, and I am excited because... Today has been a really awesome day besides the fact that our YouTube channel has been getting record numbers with all the new reaction videos for different trailers, which you should check out at youtube.com forward slash Spyrokin, and as well as all of the really cool streams that we've been having on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash Spyrokin, things have been going really well. And also, a really fun fact, I'm now going to be working in mangas directly as a bookseller for a certain company. I can't tell you much more because I have to keep some things behind the curtain, but I'm excited because, hey, new job. Looks pretty cool. I'm still going to be bringing you lots of manga, lots of content, so don't worry about that, but I'll be finding more out and Greta probably will kill me as I spend tons of money on manga that I shouldn't have or I'll be buying lots of other books that are going to be unique and interesting for her as well but I digress so let's actually get to it because we've got manga news and since it's near the end of the month what does that mean licenses yes tons of licenses but first we've got some sad news something which is really kind of heartbreaking for old school manga fans and that is that manga creator Kana Hashino passed away on April 28th through an unspecified disease now they're going to keep it a little bit below the belt they're not going to say what happened but she did pass away now for those of you who are unfamiliar with Hoshino she debuted with the Tokyo wa Soru no Nanaji manga in 1982 but she was best known for the Ryu Kunohara Gakuin manga series and many of her series were published in Hakushensha's Hana to Yumi magazine and Bisatsu Hana to Yumi magazine now Hakusensha released a statement that read, Hoshino fascinated us with her works set in unique worlds, overflowing with vibrancy and sensitivity set on the stages of sci-fi and fantasy. She will be missed. She unfortunately passed away at 57, which is rather young, and our hearts and prayers go to her family during this tragic time. 
So now that we've had that out of the way, let's get into some happier news. And the winners for the 45th Annual Kodansha Manga Awards have been announced. Huzzah! So what has been announced for this prestigious award that's had 45 different manga series for the different categories? Well, in Best Shonen Manga, the award went to Blue Lock by Muneyuki Kaneshiro and Yusuke Nomura. Now this manga tells the story of Japan's World Cup team who suffered a recent loss. And in order to combat that, they're looking for a new ace striker to guide them to victory. So they set up a competition with 300 youth players Now, the question is, who of this group will be the best? Who will emerge from the top? Well, you've got to read the manga to find out. And fun fact, we have put this on the wheel of manga, so we're going to spin it, and if we get it, well, we might review it. We'll see, though. Next one, for Best Shoujo Manga, that award went to the manga A Condition Called Love by Megumi Morino. This manga tells the story of a 16-year-old high school first year who has always been ambivalent about love, preferring instead to have a lovely, lively life with her family and friends. So when she sees her schoolmate Hanoi-kun sitting in the snow after a messy public breakup, she thinks nothing of offering to share her umbrella. But when he asks her out in the middle of her classroom the next day, she can't help but feel that her life is about to change in a big way. Very rom-com-y, and a lot of people say it's an excellent series. Never read it, but again, another one that was going on the Wheel of Manga for this week. And finally, for the third category, Best General Manga, this went to Yuria Sensei no Akaito, or Miss Yuria's Red Thread of Fate. This is by Kiwa Irie, and this manga follows 50-year-old Irie, a ballet dancer who goes into the art through her sister long ago. Now she lives a simple but happy life teaching handicrafts and living together with her writer husband. However, when her husband has a medical emergency due to a hemorrhage, she rushes to the hospital, only to find a mysterious young man by her husband's side. And when Iria's husband does not wake up, the young man confesses that he is the lover of Iria's husband. Oh no. This is a very convoluted situation where it's like, what the hell's going on? Is it good? Is it bad? Well, it won an award, so it's got to be somewhat good, right? So... These are three excellent mangas, and they deserve their awards. So congratulations to them. Congratulations to uh, Kawe Iri-san, uh, Megumi Morino-san, and Mune Yuki Kanashiro-san, and Yusuke Nomura-san. Congratulations to you for your awards. So now let's get to some licensing news, because this is the, the longest part of the episode. But we've got news. First off, Kodansha Comics. They have announced that they're going to be releasing the final 11 episodes of Tadashi Agi and Shun Akimoto's Kami no Shizuko, or The Drops of God on Comicology. These are the final 11 volumes of the series, and this means that the entire series has been released digitally in English for the first time, and it's kind of cool. These are volumes 34 through 44, and I've got to admit, I am very excited to see how the story of drops of god ends because we've been waiting so long for this one was first released by vertical now this podcast has been a huge proponent of this we've been trying to push this manga since it first came out and when we reviewed it all the way back in episode 160 it is an excellent manga that is one of those ones that you share with non-manga fans because it is so unique and so different and was used to sell actual wine that's how cool this manga is it's very different very unique and it is one which i highly recommend now other kodansha comics news it is licensed nagisa furuya's kimi to natsu no naka or summer of you manga what is it about i am unsure 
It just was released. Now let's get to the long one. Seven Seas Entertainment. They have licensed several mangas in one new light novel series. And going from the top to the bottom, first off, um, they've licensed Kabi Nagata's Meso Sensei Nagata Kabi or My Wandering Warrior Existence, the manga. Now, for those of you who don't remember, Nagata Kabi is the person who released My Lesbian Experience with Loneliness and... And then she followed it up with My Solo Exchange Diary and then her newest release, My Alcoholic Escape from Reality. So she is someone who focuses on autobiographical work and shows it through a unique way with her art and text and gives you insight into the feelings that some people have struggled to articulate. Now, this newest installment of this series is going to be dealing with uh, Kabi's exploration of longing for love and marriage. This could be really good or really bad depending on how it is because each of her stories they seem like one thing but there's something completely different. The first one you thought was oh it's her about her first time having experience but it's really more about her depression and then Solo Exchange Diary dealt with I believe it was her some mental issues and then Alcohol's Escape yeah that's dealing with some other issues. But anyway, so this is a great series, one to check out. Next one, they have licensed Yuama Ikame's Sugi Des Shiki Senpai, or The Girl I Want is So Handsome, the manga. Now this is going to be released in a single complete omnibus edition and tells the story of Hinami, who one day when she bumps into an older girl named Shiki, she falls heads over heels. Shiki is sexy, outgoing, and has an amazing undercut. In order to get closer to Shiki, Hinami starts lurking around the basketball club. But through Hinami's crushes obvious to everyone else, it goes right through Shiki's head. When Hinami tries to confess her feelings to Shiki, Shiki thinks Hinami wants to become the club manager. Can Hinami get Shiki to understand her true feelings? Oh, this is rom-com central. And this is a Yuri series. It's not a shoujo eye. So there is going to be stuff in this. Just letting you know. Now let's get to a one which is magical and mystical. We're talking about the new license. Yuki Domoto's Necromance manga. Shibuki was cursed with undeath when he struck down the Demon King and can no longer even touch Safi, his beloved priestess. To make matters worse, Shibuki learns that the Demon King survived. He gathers a group of adventurers to seek out the Demon King, defeat him once and for all, and remove the curse so Shibuki can embrace his beloved Safi once again. Romance mixed with necromancy. This seems really cool, and to top it off, it is not an Isekai. It is just a straight fantasy series, so that's really cool. So, earlier we talked about Nagisa Furuya and his story, Summer of You. Now, it's actually a spinoff of this manga, which Seven Seas is licensed, Nagisa Furuya's Futari no Lion, or the Two Lions manga. Now, the story of this is to escape his reputation as a misunderstood loner. Leo attends a university far from home. His attempts at making friends isn't going so well until he meets someone who recognizes him. Friendly and laid-back Junpei, who went to the same high school as he did. Can Leo break out of his shell to navigate his new friendship as it grows into something more? This teen-rated BL will warm your heart. Yes. Uh, Nagisa Furuya is all about BL. So this is a new BL series, and it's going to be released, I believe, by Ghost Ship. Hold on, I'll check my note. Uh, Lion is going to be released by... No, just straight up uh, Seven Seas. Anyway, next one. Um, next license they have was Yushihiro Kana's Kiruru Kill Me manga. 
And this is the story of Aoi Nemo, a big ticket businessman whose face has appeared on all the magazines, and there's a price on his head. Coming to collect is Akumi Kiriru, an assassin as deadly as she is beautiful, but the person who requested the hit was Aoi himself. From the moment he laid eyes on her, Aoi fell for this femme fatale, and he'll do whatever it takes to spend more time with her, even if it means risking his own life. Don't miss this zany comedy about losing your head over love. This seems like a very insane rom-com movie about a guy who hires an assassin to kill him, but he's in love with her. Seems a little like Bullworth, if you've ever seen that movie, but I digress. So, next one they've licensed is Haruki's Juduryo Neko no Tamesan, or Cat in a Hot Girl's Dorm. And this follows the everyday domestic adventures of ten residents of a women's dormitory in this sexy manga series. The ladies adapted a cute cat off the street, and from that moment on, he's sticking his nose in everyone's business. Who's dating who? Who's into casual flings? Who's into girls? The cat sees all. This is being released by Ghost Ship imprint so it's gonna be saucy it's gonna be sexy and it's gonna be a little bit let's just say intimate so now the next title that they have licensed is hiro majima's wakahai wa neko de aru shokyo wa barista or i am a cat barista the manga now for some people the daily grind of city life is exhausting yet somewhere between busy streets there's a mysterious cat cafe that can only be found by weary souls What's on the menu? A delicious cup of coffee, specially brewed for each customer by a cat barista. So, combine bartender with Neko Ramen. That's this. And, oh, and include, instead of Neko Ramen, it is coffee. So if you're a fan of coffee, if you're a fan of bartender, if you're a fan of Neko Ramen, you will love this series. Uh, Next manga that they have licensed is Asagi Orikawa and Ritsu Ozaki's Ryukishi no Okiniri, or the Dragon Knight's Beloved. Now this tells the story of Melissa, a young woman trained to be an attendant in the royal castle, working alongside the heroic Dragon Knight and their magnificent dragon steeds. The dragons love Melissa, and she's soon selected to join Herbert, the former captain of the Dragon Knights and newly appointed Earl in the Borderlands, where wild dragons roam freely in the skies. Might romance Blossom between Melissa and this handsome young lord whose new position brings with it a whole host of dilemmas? Who knows? This is another fantasy series, which is just fantasy. It's not Isekai. I'm actually happy that we're getting a lot of these. Hopefully the Isekai trend is done. I mean, I love some Isekai series, but others I'm like, stay away, we're done. Next uh, license is Tomo Kataoki's The Walking Cat, or A Cat-Eyes View of the Zombie Apocalypse, the manga. Uh, Straight up, civilization is dead, zombies roam the earth, and when Jin, a young man trying to survive the chaos of this new reality, rescues a cat from certain death, the pair sets off on a quest to find Jin's wife, who may yet be alive. A lot of cat manga also picked up this week. Who knows? Okay, uh, next license is Natsumi's Hitomi-chan wa Hitomishiri, or Hitomi-chan is shy with strangers, the manga. And this is about tall and busty high school girl Takano Hitomi, who has shark teeth, a looming presence, and an intense facial expression. However, looks can be deceiving. Beneath her imposing frame and piercing glare, Hitomi-chan is a sweet first-year student who just wants to overcome her social anxiety and make some friends. Enter Usami Yu, a second-year boy who is shorter than Hitomi, but not put off by her intimidating looks. A friendship blossoms and maybe more. Don't miss this charming rom-com between a scary but sweet girl and her smaller, loving senpai. 
This is like every other I have an issue series. Is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? Well, all depends. Hopefully, it's a nice character. We'll have to wait and see. Oh, we have three manga licenses left. First off, there is Mikoto Yamaguchi and Mario's Tomowari, or Who Wants to Marry a Billionaire, the manga. And this is about down-on-her-luck Yuna, who's pushing 30. She needs to plan to dig herself out from her mountain of debt. Fortunately, she knows just a thing. Tawaroa, the famous reality TV show where women compete for the rights to marry into riches. She may not be the most well-connected contestant or the prettiest or the most provocative, but she's willing to do whatever it takes to thwart the competition and bag her man and his money bags. So this is the story of the worst contestant on a dating show who's going to sabotage everybody else in order for her to win. This could be brilliant. This is a car accident waiting to happen. You're going to watch, read this and be like, oh my God, how worse can it get? And it's going to get worse, but it's going to be totally gripping. So if you're a fan of these trashy TV shows, this is for you. Uh, second to last license from Seven Seas is... Moon Moon and Butachu's Sekaichi Cheat Wo Morate Izakai ni Tene Shitan Dakare Suki na Yo ni Ititemen, or as it's known in English, might as well cheat. I got transported to another world where I can live my wildest dreams. So we did get an Izakai finally. And this Izakai, well, it is a story of Sato Taru, a 30-year-old construction worker who just died. And he's reborn into a fantasy world where he is granted high levels of healing magic that it feels like a cheat code. And the healing potions he produces fetch quite a high price. Now that he's wealthy, powerful, and with the worries of his old world long gone, he's ready to live it up in this new world, starting at the nearest brothel. So, old man Izakai with sex. Hmm. Didn't expect this one. Uh, final one is a light novel series, and that is going to be Yumu Mishima and Nadare Takamine's Orewa Seken Koko no Akuko Ryoshu, or I'm the Evil Lord of an Intergalactic Empire. And it's another Izakai, of course. And in his last life, Liam lived as a moral, responsible person, but died deep in death and betrayed by his wife. Reborn into the ruling family of a vast interstellar empire, Liam knows that life is divided into the downtrodden and the ones who do the stopping. So this time, he's going to take what he wants and live for himself. But somehow, things refuse to work out that way. Despite doing his best to become a tyrant, Liam's decision leads to nothing but peace and prosperity for the empire under his rule, and he just keeps getting more and more popular. So this one is another one where it's a twist, where it's like, hey, new life, I'm going to be evil, but it backfires in spectacular fashion. So this one could be a lot of fun, and I'm excited for this one. Now, just to reiterate, for the release dates for everything, um, Necromance, The Walking Cat, and Kiruru Kill Me will be released by Seven Seas Entertainment physically and digitally in October 2021. I Am A Cat Barista is going to be released by SSE in November 2021. Cats in a Hot Girls Dorm and Might As Well Cheat will be released by Ghost Ship Imprint in November 2021. I'm the Evil Lord of an Intergalactic Empire is going to be released by Airship Imprint in November 2021. Who Wants to Marry a Billionaire is going to be released by Ghost Ship Imprint in December 2021. The Girl I Want is So Handsome, The Dragon's Knight's Beloved, and The Two Lions are going to be released by SSE in December 2021. 
My Wandering Warrior Existence is, is going to be released in March of 2022. Uh, and the rest, there's no date at this point. So we've got a nice little thing set up for it. Like I said, the ones I'm excited about are Cat in the Hot Girls Dorm, I Am a Cat Barista, Necromance, Kiruru Kill Me, uh, The Walking Cat, and I'm the Evil Lord of an Intergalactic Empire. I think the one that Greta would have the most fun reading is probably Who Wants to Marry a Billionaire, because that is so insane. Because it seems like one of those shows she'd like. If, if it was set up in the Victorian era, she'd totally be into that. But I digress. So, last bit of news. Uh, first off, on July 17th, Takeo Saito's Gogo 13 is getting its first ever spinoff in Shokokuken's big comic Zokan magazine. And all that they've revealed is about the spinoff is the identity of the protagonist as a constant helper who makes Duke Togo's impossible shots possible, working an unseen job that they nevertheless draw pride from, and is one of the few people that Duke Togo trusts. Now, this is credited by being created by Saito and Saito Productions, and we reviewed Gogo 13 in episode 165 of this manga, so I'm a fan of this manga. I mean, yes, the story is wash, rinse, repeat. Duke Togo gets a job, he sleeps with a girl, he completes the job, kills somebody, sleeps with another girl, and probably kills the first girl. We're not entirely sure. And then it's Wash, Wench, Repeat, and it's completely insane. So seeing a spinoff of this after so long, because this is the longest-running manga that's currently being published, I think this could be really good. Who knows? On July 2nd, Nobuhiro Watsuki's Roroni Kenshin is getting a new novel titled Roroni Kenshin Kamiya Dojo Monogatari. This is going to be released by Shuisha and takes place in the 12th year of the Meiji era in which Kenshin, Hamura, and Kaori Kamamiya are having a modest wedding ceremony. Festive decorations are placed in the Kamiya residence and Kenshin is wearing the crested hakama of Kaoru's late father Koshijiro and Kaoru is wearing the wedding outfit of her late mother. During that time, Kaoru recalls the evening when she and Kenshin met. So this is filling that one question everyone had. What happened when Kaoru and Kenshin got married? I'm, despite certain things, I am excited to read this novel. And we reviewed Roroni Kenshin in episode 300 of this podcast. And I stand that the subject is the subject, the, the person is the person. Don't judge Kenshin by Nobuhiro Watsuki, who is a not great person. But the series, it's still good in my opinion. Anyway. Uh, also on July 2nd, Tatsuya Endo's Spy X Family manga is getting a novel titled Spy X Family Kozoku no Shozu, or A Portrait of a Family. Now this is going to be written by manga writer Aya Najima, but it's going to have specially drawn illustrations by Tatsuya Endo, the creator of the series. Now we reviewed this manga in episode 376 of the podcast, and it's a fun little weird series about a family that's a bunch of spies. Well, one is a spy, one is a telepath, and one is an assassin. Kind of crazy, but cool. On June 1st, Ayumi Komura will be debuting a new manga titled Hinshoku Kyoketsu wa Hito no Chiga Kirai, or The Vampire with an Unbalanced Diet Hates Human Blood. Now, this manga actually was originally launched on May 15th, but only on one little platform. Now it's going to be debuting on various other social storefronts on June 1st. That's when we're getting all of it released. But anyway, so this manga centers on 28-year-old manga creator Yuzuki Aramura. Stressed out by her current work, she flees into a forest to brood only to meet a bloodthirsty vampire. As Aramura surrenders to death with the vampire about to sink his 
fangs into her neck. The vampire hesitates. When she touches the vampire without thinking, the vampire begins breathing heavily. It turns out that they get hold in his desire to suck blood when he feels pleasure. The manga is teased with the text, I was able to like the person I don't like, but to me she exists. And school, alt accounts, hidden relationships. She buries a new person deep in her heart. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, last two bits of news. First off, in June of 2021, uh, Kyoko Iwami is launching a new manga titled Kyo wa Kanojo ga Inai Karai, or Today She Is Not Here. This is going to be released in Ichijin's comic Yurihime magazine. And final bit of news. On April 22nd, highly renowned influential manga creator Moto Hagao published a memoir titled Ichido Kiri no Uzumi no Hanashi, or a one-time story about Oizumi. Now, this book tells of Hagio's experience living in Oizumi in Tokyo's Narima Ward from 1970 to 72, a period in which a number of legendary shoujo manga creators lived together in a housing complex. It describes Hagio's encounters with other artists as well as how they parted ways. It is the manga creator's first time sharing her story about her difficult relationship with fellow shoujo manga creator Keiko Takamiya. And there has been lots of bad blood between them. If you read Takamiya's memoirs, it gets really dicey. And this memoir is going to address her feelings about Takamiya, comments on accusations of plagiarism, comments on... Other statements being made and concludes that this memoir is going to cement her stance on the subject. She intends to never revisit the topic again and will not accept any interviews regarding these memoirs. That's it. Wow. Uh, That is a way to go out. I have to admit, I want to read this. This is how crazy it gets. Uh, Well, that's it for the news. I know it was a little bit long today, but every time we have announcements, that's how it gets. So... Now, if you think that I should amend and change the manga news into its own segment, maybe a different episode that's just about manga news, let me know. Email me, zanspirekin.com, or comment below. Let me know if you think that I should do that. Release it as its own separate thing, like manga news once a week, where we release our manga news, so the manga review is just for manga review. Or do you like the fact that I have a manga news section? Let me know. So now let's actually get to the part that I am excited about and we're talking about the manga review of the episode. The whole reason why I do this podcast. Yes. So let's get to it because if you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. And it dictated unto me that I'll be reviewing a manga that was written by Hebizo and Suta Suzuki with art by Tarako. Now, this manga is published by Kodansha and released over here in the U.S. by Kodansha USA. It is a senin manga that is a comedy educational manga that has an anime adaptation. The original run for this is 2017 to present. There are six volumes. And the manga that we're going to be talking about today is Tenchi Zozo Dezaibu, or... Heaven's Design Team. So, we all know the story. In the beginning, God created the heavens and earth within seven days. And on the seventh day, God rested. In this world, yes, God created the heavens. He created the earth. But then he decided to outsource to make animals. And that's where this team comes in. The design team, whose job it is to create whatever God wants into an animal form. Generally, what happens is that God will send information to the design team with something very vague, like, okay, I want something that's able to fly and has long legs. 
and then the design team has to try and figure out what he wants by designing it. And then they bring it as a test, and then the, the thing is either approved or disproved. And we actually find out about real animals and why things don't exist. And then at the end of the chapter, we find out exactly these animals that exist that you would not think exist, like pole pole plants, which are plants that are carnivorous with long legs because they're kind of creepy looking. And, of course, God doesn't show up in this manga. Kamisama is unseen, he approves of the designs, and he sends criteria to the team, but he doesn't show up. In his place is his point angel, Shimada, who is a rookie angel whose job is to oversee the design team, and he generally tells them what they need to do, fills out a form, and then God will send him a telepathic message of if it's approved or it's denied. That's his job. And then we have our different angels. Uh, first off, you have Ueda, who is Shimada's supervisor, who's in charge of the insect department and some other department. She's just kind of his boss. Then we have the actual design team. Now, the leader of the design team is Saturn, or Suchia. Now, this is an old man who's obsessed with horses, which was his greatest masterpiece. And now, every time they come up with something, hey, can we make it into a horse? Yeah, you know, uh, we could do it like this. And every time they have an idea, it's like, oh, we need something that's carnivorous. We can make a horse that's carnivorous. Oh, we need swimming. We can make a swimming horse. Yeah, yeah, it'll work. I know it'll work. And they look at him like he's completely out of his freaking mind. Uh, actually, fun fact, in the first volume, they're trying to make a flying creature, and he wants to make a pegasi. And one of the characters explains why a pegasi doesn't work, because you'd need super muscular horse. There'd be a lot of crap everywhere, and the amount of food it would need to eat to fly is insane. Uh, but that is Saturn. Next we have Jupiter, or Kumara, who is someone who created the cow. And Kumara is a foodie and designs his animals specifically for their taste. He wants to make food that's delicious. Animals that you can eat that will be tasty. And whenever one of the other people makes an animal, he wants to sneak a taste to see if they're good too. Kind of crazy. Next we have Mercury, or Mizushima, who is... Someone who is very antagonistic, he designs his animals to be as efficient as possible, and he is famous for creating snakes. And because of this, he is in constant conflict with the next person who makes the rival to the snake, the bird. We're talking about Venus, or Kamamori, who at first you read the manga and you're like, oh, it's a girl. It's a regular girl, but it turns out that it's not a girl. It is a flamboyant trans woman who is the only member in the entire manga to actually change their design and their costumes constantly. Super overdramatic, constantly in a contest with uh, Mercury. Venus will set something up to combat Mercury. Mercury will try to outsmart Venus, and then it becomes, I can do you better than you. No, I'll do better than you. No, I'll do better than you. And it's just them fighting back and forth. Also because Venus is a little bit scared of stuff and makes her birds eat insects she hates insects she's or she is scared of them kind of crazy next we have pluto or mido uh pluto created the poisonous frog and she's kind of creepy she is a goth lowly who loves creating morbid poisonous cannibalistic and parasitic creatures that she thinks are really really cute and she's a bit horrifying. Like, she's like, I'll make this thing that'll take over people's minds because it's, it's cute. And you're like, oh, God, keep her away. She's very crazy. Um, 
we have Neptune, who is this big, tall, scary guy who's actually super nice and likes making cute, cuddly animals. He created the kangaroo. And then we have Mars, who is their cue. Mars doesn't design the animals. Mars just makes them. Uh, Mars is in charge of the Galapagos Islands, which is their simulation point. So they actually use the Galapagos Islands to create new environments, mountains, things. And Mars just sets that up, makes it, and then we'll make a prototype of the animal and we'll see if it works or not. Like when the first chapter, they're making giraffes and Mars shows, okay, the giraffe, the neck can't be too long because it's going to die instantly. Oh, the leg's too long. Oh, it can't drink water. It's going to, it's going to not get any water. So that's how you make a giraffe. In each chapter, it's something simple, and it's a simple creature, and then it just goes into how the creature is made. That simple. Nothing crazy about it. Um, and, yeah, that's it's edu manga. It's super educational. It talks about real animals, poisonous frogs, tree frogs. It talks about how certain birds are designed to fight snakes because they make conical nests instead of regular nests. It talks about how certain creatures, um, their eggs are designed that if a predator shows up, the, the babies will actually jump out of the eggs and run away. It gives them a chance to survive. Kind of crazy. But it's very one note. It's it's came out in the advent of Cells at Work, where Cells at Work, it's, oh, we personified Cells, but it's educational. So it's intriguing, engaging. This tries to do the same thing, but with animals. And this comes across very just okay here's how it works and the fact it's rated as a senin i'm kind of confused by why it's a senin this should be a this didn't have to be a senin really didn't like there's jokes about what's going on between the different design team members and when you have saturn's grandson shows up but realistically this did not have to be a senin series this could have been a this could have been a shonen series or a shoujo series about animals but they decided to make it a Senin series, so that's its own thing. But I digress. I'm getting in a weird spiral. So the art style is okay. It's not great. A lot of the animal designs are pretty on point. Like there's some of the more microbial animals and smaller animals that are designed, not photorealistic, but they're designed well. There are actual photos in the manga of the animals themselves, so we get those. But it's not something new it's not something that you're like "Ooh, this looks really cool it's like this is educational manga this is a manga that you'd read in a magazine for children that says in this chapter this happens we're learning about these animals because it gives a big info dump about the animals and why they do the things they do and that's what it is and it's nothing new nothing different and like cells it works a little endearing but this is just it's been done. This has been done before, but it's a manga about animals. It just wasn't for me. And for that reason, I have to give Heaven's Design Team a gift from your crazy Aunt Muriel. It's okay. It's not terrible. There are some interesting elements about it. Uh, some of the facts about animals I didn't know, and they did teach me some stuff. But overall, it's nothing that's going to really draw me to read this now that I'm done with it. I'm really just going to be like... Okay, I read that. Next. That's literally how I feel about this. I'm not going to read this ever again. Now, if you disagree with me or think that this is better than I'm saying, you can email me personally at Zan, that's X-A-N, at Spirekin.com, or tweet me at Spirekin. Let me know what your thoughts about this. I'm just, maybe I'm just being curmudgeonly about it, but I couldn't really 
yeah, I couldn't just get into it. But that's my point. I, I just, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, remember to like and subscribe. Check out all of our other podcasts at www.spirecrew.com. We now have 936 podcasts on there, which is really cool. That's not just the mongery. That's the movie review, game review, television review, TV Tuesday, uh, book review, Zan's Extraordinary Superior Examination, all the other podcasts which you could find at spirekin.podbean.com or actually www.spirekin.com. And now let's get to the second part that we're all waiting for, and that is the manga releases for the week. Yes, we're almost there. And for May 18th, which was yesterday, we had 25 releases, and I'm excited for several of them. And what came out yesterday? Well, A Sign of Affection to the Manga. Uh, Banished from the Heroes Party to Decide to Live a Quiet Life in the Countryside, Volume 3, the light novel. Blue Period 3, the manga. That one I'm excited for because I really like Blue Period. Uh, Cells at Work Code Black, Volume 7. Data Live, Volume 2, the light novel. Didn't I Say to Make My Abilities Average at the Next Life, Everyday Misadventures, the manga, Volume 2. Drifting Dragons, Volume 8. Dungeon Toilet, Volume 1. Durarara SH, Volume 1, the light novel. Inale and Duela, Volume 3, the manga. Fairy Tale 100 Year Quest, Volume 7. How Not to Summon a Demon Lord, the manga, Volume 11. I Have a Secret, the light novel. I'm the Hero, but the Demon Lord's also me, Volume 1. Interspecies Reviewers, Volume 2, the light novel. Living Room, Matsunaga-san, Volume 6. Love of Kill, Volume 2. My Youth Romance Comedy is Wrong as I Expected, Volume 11, The Light Novel. Sex Ed, 120%, Volume 1. Solo Leveling, Volume 2, The Light Novel. Something's Wrong with Us, The Manga. The Demon Swordmaster of Excalibur Academy, Volume 3, The Light Novel. The King of Fighters, A New Beginning, Volume 5. Those Not-So-Sweet Boys, Volume 2. Wondercat Q-Chan, Volume 2. And those are the releases for yesterday, for this week. Now, for me personally, I'm intrigued by Wondercat Q-Chan, King of Fighters A New Beginning, Solo Leveling, uh, Sex Ed 120%, uh, Love of Kill, Living Room Natsunagi-san, I'm the Hero but the Demon Lord's also me, Durarara, uh, Dungeon Toilet, uh, Cells at Work, and Blue Period. Which of these are you interested in? Let me know in the comments or tweet me at Spirekin. Mm. So, either way, Thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. Remember to check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Spirekin. Thank you for sticking around so long. I'm going to keep doing this as long as I can until I'm an old man who's crazy and just obsessed with manga. I'm going to keep doing this as long as I can because I love talking about manga. And I hope that I have recommended some great manga for you. And I hope that my words on Heaven's Design Team were able to influence your opinion on it a little bit or make you want to read it and prove me wrong. We'll have to wait and see. So... With that in mind, let's get to the part you have all been waiting for, the part that is nominated as the most popular part of this podcast. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga! Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on. What I've done is I've assigned a manga title to each of the 10 slots. So when I spin that one, not only the Wheel of Manga, whatever number it lands on, the manga that is in that spot is the manga that I'm reviewing in the next episode of the Spirekin Manga Review, episode 419. I'm excited to see which of these mangas we're going to actually be talking about. So, going in order from the... 
In spot number one, we have bottom tier character Tomozaki. In spot number two, we have Wave Listen to Me. In spot number three, Undead Unluck. In spot number four, Gigant. In spot number five, Bofuru. In spot number six, Blue Flag. In spot number seven, To Your Eternity. In spot number eight, Moriarty the Patriot. In spot number nine, Lonely Attack on a different world in spot number 10 siren now you can check out the list or nominate new mangas for this at our discord tinyurl.com forward slash spire discord but that doesn't matter so let's spin and see reviewing the next episode of the spire can review shall we number six. Oh, okay uh so yep yeah. Uh, looks like the one I said earlier that I was going to review, I'm going to review anyway. So, in the next episode, I am reviewing Blue Flag, the story of a bunch of guys who want to join a soccer team. Is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? Is it worth winning the Kodansha Award? Well, we're going to have to wait and find out. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed. And as usual, I am your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville. I'll catch you guys next time and keep reading manga. See you later. Shino Shora